Briggs. It's your old pal, the Crypt Keeper. <laughs> this is Joe Bob Briggs. This is Jeffrey Combs. Hey, this is Scotty from Anthrax. Hi, you're listening to Adrienne Barbeau. Hi, this is Doc Bradley. You're listening to Quality Time. You're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Broadcast. And you're listening to Quality Time. Quality Time Podcast. I'm saying this under duress. You better keep listening or I will tear your soul apart. version of being gay than watching wrestling so oh okay well uh i I will say i did uh i did get a little welled up seeing the great stone cold steve austin enter a wrestlemania ring one last fucking final time although it was like watching like the beef jerky version of him going out there i didn't realize he's like two years away from the age of 60 and he looks great for it also he probably has the spine that is just welded into one solid thing from all of his injuries over the years did take a fucking uh suplex on the concrete which i was just like okay did not think stone cold was going to do that and then he hobbled around and looked like he took a concrete bump <laughs> for the rest of the match but tell you my story about steve austin uh yeah please i'm sure so when I met him a couple years ago, um, of course, I asked him about um, being married to Farrah Fawcett. And I said, uh, so what was it like being married to her? He's like, yeah, she was okay. I'm like, you dog, you dog. Uh, so you're talking to the, you're talking about the $6 million man, Steve Austin. Well, of course. You think I'm talking about a wrestler? Yeah. The most popular wrestler in all of wrestling, maybe sans uh, a, a Hollywood Hulk Hogan. You you mean the star of Grown Ups too? <laughs> hey, I'll tell you one thing. He's no Andre the Giant. Andre uh. the Giant. Well, you know what? I mean, if we're talking about actors that are wrestlers, of course, The Rock is on the Mount Rushmore there. But still, my favorite, the rowdy one, Roddy Piper. Hands down, my favorite wrestling uh, actor. You know, Steve Austin never had a song made about him. <laughs> the $6 million. The Upright Citizens Brigade song about uh, uh, Andre the Giant. So. Oh, okay. Well, good reference. And you know what else we're referencing? Another episode of Quality Time. We're back in the saddle again. God, it feels good. Uh, fresh off the heels of WrestleMania uh, that apparently everybody watched but Jeremy because he still thinks he's a man. And I like that about him. Uh, my name is Eric Woodworth. I'm your host. And I'm joined by my blood, my brother, Jeremy P. Woodworth. Jeremy, how are you, sir? What are you talking about? Oh, I'm sorry. Who are we talking about? I have called. This is Udo Kier. Ah, I, I starred this movie. The whole movie is about me, and I play Dracula. 
<laughs> you don't play Dracula. I don't think Udo, I don't think Udo Kier knows what he's doing in most movies. I think that's the allure of him. He just like just say these lines and he does it without any emotion or conviction. But you know what? When I see him in Johnny Mnemonic, I pop. Uh huh. Not only am I Dracula, I am also Frankenstein. Oh, I'm Frankenstein in this. And uh, go ahead, give me the gallbladder. In order to fuck life, you must fuck the gallbladder. There we go. That's my that's my jar bear. Uh, we're also joined by the very lovely, very talented Ms. Ashley Pontius. Ashley, how are you? I'm good, Daddy. Nice. So, um... You might have also seen me in a nice Madonna video because Madonna likes Dracula. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> I do have a I have a little story just to kick off the program this week. Now, uh, we have a lot of listeners that I'd say between our podcast uh, that are, are shared with the Robin Joe Show. Okay, um, the great Merle Rogers, uh, a, a bunch of them. Um, and on 98 Rock lately, uh, they've been doing a thing called 2022 Make a New Friend. Okay. Now, um, this is spilled over to the Robin Joe show. And uh, the new friend of the Robin Joe show, uh, whose name I don't remember, some guy named Jason. Anyway, he's not important. Okay. What is important is that the runner-up was a listener of ours uh, named Mr. Dave Dennis, and he's a big Quality Time fan. He messages us from time to time. Um, I didn't like that he got snubbed as the friend of 2022. The main reason being is that he lived too far away uh, to be a a person uh, that could be even considered as a new friend, okay? But when I was listening, Ashley, I was listening, and I didn't like it, I heard that he lived in my county, so I have now reached out to Dave Dennis, and he is now, uh, maybe, it depends, we're going to see how this happy hour goes, possibly will be the new quality time friend of 2022. I don't know what that means, but... <laughs> we're, By the way, this reminds me of the episode of Get a Life when his friend runs away because he reminds him about how bad marriage is. Mm-hmm. So you just walk through the street going, new friends. Yeah, yeah. Think of it like new this. Friends. If you draft new friends, like we were an NFL uh, franchise, okay? Sometimes you draft new friends. This would be a, a free agent pick that was looked over that could be the next Tom Brady of friends. And now we've picked a, I've picked him up, and right now he's going through the combine. So I was thinking, what, what kind of things we need to do to make him the 2022 quality time friend of the year? I was thinking, like, maybe some challenges, maybe, like having to spend a single night in Jeremy's dungeon, I think would be a good, like, a good possible one. Well, but I mean, you aren't really a fan slash friend of quality time if you haven't tried to fuck me, so. (laughs) Okay, so you need to slide in Ashley's DMs next. Is that, is that the challenge? (laughs) It's definitely a challenge to get me to respond. How about that? (laughs) Is DM another way of saying DVDA? Yes, DVDA. That is that is true. 
So uh, I don't know. That's what I got. So I'm supposed to go. Uh, I'm supposed to go to a happy hour with him sometime soon to see if the friendship can flourish. But he does. Well, he said he said great things about the frailty episode recently. So will he submit his top ten uh, Bill Paxton films? Uh, maybe. And if they don't align with yours, do you think that's that's a no go then? I, I'm 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 not going to fight over his top ten. I. I I'm very particular about my top 10, but uh, he has to have at least seen 10 Bill Paxton films. He has to at least see it. Well, I will say that he immediately, when I mentioned that we have an episode about Warlock coming up, and he was just like, he immediately sent me the guy from Army of Darkness. He was like, yeah, you know this guy, don't you? Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, yeah, I do know. So he's easily, he just got, he's up on his P's and Q's. What about Army of Darkness? You know the the wise guy, the wise man from Army of Darkness, who's in Warlock ah! at the very beginning. Strange one. Yes, yes. There you go. That was a good reminder. I totally forgot that he was. Well, he... fuck, dude. We're a professional podcast. What the hell are you doing? You don't admit that on air. Well, you know, I, I like to. <laughs> I hate to say from this movie. Yes, I have met one of the people in this film. <laughs> <laughs> Was it? I'm gonna get. We'll get there. We'll we'll guess what it is. Who you've met when we get to that part of it. Um, but Jeremy, how are things going with you, big guy? How how's the how's things in the life of Jeremy? Uh, when I tell people I've held a, a job down for a month, they're like, "Don't jinx it! Don't jinx it!" Um, my uh, my supervisor is probably one of the top five assholes I've ever worked with in my entire life. Mm-hmm. I think. I think I'm getting I'm getting used to it. Do you think it? So. Do you think he could be your 2022 friend of the year? Oh, oh no, think? he's nobody's friend. <laughs> <laughs> he's, <laughs> he still really, really likes to be an asshole, but um, it's I, I just glad to have a job. I really am. So that's good, man. I uh, speaking of, I saw your. Did we talk about your splinter last week? I think we did, right? We did. I hey, you know what I did? I got a splinter yesterday, um, and it was comparable to yours. So it went into my thumb here, like in the meat of my thumb, and almost went all the way through to the other side. Like I could see it trying to sneak its way out, and I went, ah! I screamed, and I was like, "Oh God, that's not good. That's that's bad." And I had enough of a nub that I could grab it with two fingers like this, and I pulled it, and it wouldn't budge. And I was like, "God, that sucker's in there!" So I was like, Aah! and I ripped it out. And I'm telling you, the second it came out, it was like squirted blood across outside, like this, like. Whoosh! So, uh, really impressive stab, but a nice clean hole, uh, which was my nickname in high school. Uh, it was the only thing that was left on my finger. Well, oh, it's called that, that's a Jim Morrison because you broke on through to the other side. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's weird that we all keep getting splinters because I got one yesterday. But I just don't think he's going to call me back. Yeah, I've got to be honest with you. When I pulled this splinter out of my thumb, I thought it was going to train Ninja Turtles at this point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's how big this son bitch was. Uh, I like the, uh, the porno version, and it was uh, Spinkter. Spinkter. <laughs> yeah, the, sometimes, sometimes the leaps and bounds you ask us to take—they are—they are the size of the Grand Canyon, and I accept the challenge, Jeremy. 
I'm not proud that I saw the porno version of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And, and the poor girls that had to wear those costumes while getting fucked was just horrible. So it was bad as they Wait, eat. were they black by any chance? Like the actors? Because it's Teenage Turtles? <laughs> no, this is a real thing. If you ever watch the trailer for it, it's actually quite disturbing. Of all the parodies, it first of all, they make it, it's like the 90s version, so they're all dressed up like that, and they're called, affectionately, the 10-inch Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is completely different <laughs> from the regular standard TMNT. Um, the... I, I did watch it. It is disturbing. Not as disturbing as the E.T. one. The E.T. one is by mm. far the most disturbing thing I've ever seen. There's a TikTok page that only posts stills of the E.T. that but, gets fucked in that movie, and it is but appalling. What, but what's that one called? Is that E.T. the extra testicle? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I think so. Uh, short for Eddie Torres, Yeah. <laughs> And I definitely have watched with the great Tommy Simbazo a a major portion of Nardians of the Galaxy, the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, a porn parody, which uh, has uh, instead of Groot, they have a giant dick called Groin, and all he says is "I'm Groin," and it is. I got to be honest with you, it could have used a little more Chris Pratt. If it had Chris Pratt, I'd probably I'd put it on the Mount Rushmore right away. But well. well Eric, I think we should make our own sequel with Chris Scat because it's the all shit sequel, um, and it's Guardians of the Goat Seat. Yes, <laughs> I, I will admit that I cried during the porno of ET when uh, all the guys in spacesuits came into the house and fucked him until he died. <laughs> I'm still glad that Drew Barrymore was in it. So. <laughs> She'll do anything for work these days. Oh, gosh. Oh, man. So, uh, good stuff. Ashley, how's how's the life of uh, Miss Pontius been this week? Um, It's good. I had a bunch of shows uh, this weekend, and they were they were great, good audiences, um, you know, with the usual compliments. You know who you remind me of? Melissa McCarthy. And I laugh a hundred times like I haven't heard it. Um, <laughs> about you, stabbing them. Do you do the laugh like from the, what's her name? Like that, the TikTok fucking thing. Who's just like, I do curse a lot. Like, like what? Like what? Mostly fuck. <laughs> yeah. like that I, I started doing that. And I also like, I like to show off my double chin when I do it. So I'll get real crazy. <laughs> and and um, everybody gets huge boners and I have to leave. Um, but no, it, it's been good. I They gifted me the last venue I did last night. They were so nice. And they gifted me um, a bottle of wine to take home because they said they liked me. So that was great. Uh, so free booze. Um, but yeah, I mean, just again, you know, the usual stuff, you're funny for a woman. I didn't know women were funny. Um, this is crazy again, female Chris Farley. So then when that person said that I took their jacket, I put it on and then I ripped it down the back and handed it to them. Um, (laughs) you 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 hoped through a jacket. (laughs) Yeah. I was like fat chick and a little coat. (laughs) Then you did almost so much uh, cocaine that you almost died. 
God, I wish. I'm going to do the new, the 2022 version uh, of Fat Guy in a Little Coat, but it's me um, that I can't fit any straight jacket they try to put me in. And I'm like, Fat Guy in a Little Straight Jacket. Well, you know, honestly, I've already been making my own version. I mean, I hit that deer last year. Mm, okay. You know, so think, I mean, essentially, I am, I've already made my own Tommy Boy sequel. And that's what the world needs, more reboots, I think. And that's what we're getting out of. Uh, Can we talk about our, my, our dad's, um, uh, what, what, would you, what would you say the way dad would just give us his own theories about things as if they were facts, even <laughs> though he just re- he just saw a news story and he's like, oh, well, that happened. Yeah, yeah. One, one was that uh, Andy Kaufman um, died of drugs. And the movie doesn't give any any ideas that he ever died of drugs, that he actually had some sort of cancer or, or, or whatever, leukemia. I don't know what the actual disease was, but it's like, oh, yeah, he died of cocaine. And, and, and then, of course, dad was like, oh, yeah, Jim Henson. Yeah, he died of AIDS. <laughs> I always remember my favorite uh, crazy dad theory. So my da- dad used to subscribe to Scientific American all the time, and he'd always read it every every day. And he got into this thing because his joints were really bad. He, they were always creaky, and he he would he started eating all of the cartilage off of chicken bones. And we were like, "What? What are you doing?" And he goes. I read in Scientific American. I don't know if he actually did. He's like, but if you eat the cartilage and chicken bones, it rebuilds the cartilage in your fucking body. (laughs) It's just crazy. (laughs) In retrospect, listen, 10-year-old me was like, fuck, well, I better get on this cartilage train early. Uh (laughs) Eat more jello. There's something really special this weekend. I've heard so much about Daddy Woodworth. Um, I, I just, I, I didn't know that your father was just a Batman villain, like the Riddler or the Joker. Just pure, insane terror. <laughs> just, I don't know if I've ever I'm, told. I don't know if I've told this one on the on the pod before. But this is this is a this is a fun insane dad story. And this was after Jeremy had left the house because Jeremy's twelve years older than me. So me and my sisters were all teenagers, and I had I, I was coming home really pretty late. It was probably around midnight or so. I'm walking back into the house. I am super high. I mean, I'm I've smoked. I I literally pulled up in a vehicle that like smoke was billowing out of, and I was like, "Thanks, guys." <laughs> and I I get dropped off in front of my house. I'm like. Oh, take a nice deep breath of the night air and uh i'm walking towards and all of a sudden i hear my dad's voice and i'm like have you seen your sister i was like what the fuck so immediate panic sets in i'm like where the fuck are you and i look over he goes down here and my dad is at the base of the pine tree in our front yard in full camouflage with like a blanket around a camo blanket around him he's hiding and has camouflaged himself as part of the tree and is waiting for my sister and who was maybe had a bit of a cocaine problem maybe was hanging out with a 30 year old guy maybe he was waiting my dad was waiting in the wings until a 30 year old dropped her off and was seen then huh guessing she was 16 then she was like 16 uh and uh yeah i was just like uh i don't know where rachel is he's like okay good 
well, I'm just waiting till she gets home. And I'm like, okay. And I went back inside very unhigh. Uh, <laughs> I was very, I sobered up like that. And then I watched as I heard a commotion about an hour and a half later, as my dad took a baseball bat to a 30, another 30 year old man's car, as he screeched away after dropping off my sister. It was a wonderful night in the Woodworth house. Is this the same one that uh, took her for a lot of money and skipped town? Well, as much, I think as much money as Rachel could have as a, uh, or I'm sorry, yeah, we'll just say her name, uh, could with, at, that, at that age. So, very fun times in the Woodworth house. Uh, another another thing is about the uh, the Thunder Hill residence, big, big bushes out front. So it wasn't hard for him to hide in it. Yeah, but it was definitely shocking. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ashley. Would you like to weigh in on this uh, on, on this Woodworth history moment? No, I just wanted to tell you, Eric, I'm sure your kids are going to be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, but at the same time, the other sister, she she uh, uh, the parents had uh, let uh, the other sister have a, a, a live in fuck boy. Oh, you're talking about the pirate? Yeah. Yeah. The pirate. <laughs> yeah, my my si- my sister Amelia one time dated a a, a self-proclaimed pirate. Uh, Are you talking about one of our listeners or Yeah, yeah. Well, he's a self-proclaimed pirate and he used to do pirate cosplay and that was how he made a living quote unquote, uh, illustrious enough to move into our home. Um, and then, uh, I came home from school and I said, you have to leave immediately. Uh, <laughs> and then I evicted him from our home. It was great. Oh, you know, it's weird. This does make me feel better because I'm constantly thinking about killing myself. But then when I hear about your childhood, I'm like, maybe I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, shout outs to Steve the Pirate. Uh I'm sorry it didn't work out with you two. Uh I could have been a I could have been more accommodating and let you leech off my family longer. I apologize. Uh, <laughs> but that's that's good, you know. That's that's I fun. Say, I hate to say the other boyfriend that she got, who obviously did way too many drugs and started selling things like a nice camera to me. And then one day he's like, man, I found this, I found this sign. So I started waving it around in the streets, cars, and then the cops picked me up and took me home. So I was like, what are you on? Why the fuck are you acting stupid on drugs? So, you know, Jeremy, it kind of hurts my feelings that you keep bringing up your sister having so many boyfriends. (laughs) Well, I'm happy that she had any boyfriend for was <laughs> just like wow you're you're an even bigger loser than my last boyfriend great and i remember him really hitting me up for money when i already gave him every fucking last dollar and finally i just brought out a gun i was like leave me the fuck alone <laughs> fucking ask me for money until i fucking give you money and i, I literally took out a gun and said don't fuck with me so Classic. And then my hey, man. Like, can you not mess with my brother he, he'll probably kill you he will probably kill you. He so. is, uh, he, you know, he dresses as a cl- a murder clown, and that's just what he does for fun. Do you think he? Do you think his downtime when he's having a bad moment is filled with f- sugar plum fairies? I think that I mean, pal. He's, 
it was obviously this guy had made money before, but he wasn't making money and he's spending it all on drugs. <laughs> I said, well, where is that $300 I just gave you the other day? Well, it's all gone. And then, and then <laughs> he, he had to pay for a hotel room. I'm like, okay, give a fuck where the money is. You're asking me for money. I don't have any right this second. The you be- can wait at least a week. The, be- the best part is when that guy who's like, he takes out a gun. I'm finally going to pull out this scimitar that I've been carrying around. And then... <laughs> I like it. He could, he was ready to swashbuckle. <laughs> so anyway, everything's good. Both my sisters are happily married to regular dudes. So that's cool. How the fuck am I not married? It's fine. You haven't found the right pirate. That's all, Ashley. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you have to. It's like that. What's the. Uh, What's that movie with Dane Cook where he's the guy before every girl finds the guy? That's, good luck, Chuck. Yeah, you have you have to find your good luck pirate. That's all you need, and then after that, boom, you've 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 hammered it home. All right, that's kind of all right. You meet the perfect guy that's into Satan and clogging, and then of course his butt fucks you. Satan and clogging. Clogging? You mean like the dance or the way I shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's so good well, into clogging. let's get in hold on we really do need to get into the movie of the night tonight because tonight's <laughs> fucking pick is uh, uh, uh i i can't call it a classic uh, usually usually we're throwing in what the word classic i can't even loosely use that in this sense but no we are going over Dracula 3000, uh, which, Ashley, this is your pick, and God damn it, thank you for bringing it. We haven't done a movie this bad in a long time, and this is yeah. uh, Chef's Kiss Good. So um, so I want to go just a quick like backstory on this particular pick. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, uh, some of you may know that unrelated to this movie... I believe Wes Craven had made two films, which let me also point out that the way they are spaced and titled also equally makes no sense. But Wes Craven had made a movie called Dracula 2000, and then he made a sequel, I think just called like Dracula 2, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, But this is Dracula 3000, 3000. Which, is, which is not made by Wes Craven. <laughs> this is a real shitty movie that I first watched on the sci-fi channel when I was about seven years old because my parents weren't around and I was an indoor child. <laughs> I got it. So uh, I'm glad that you picked this movie because, A, I'd never even heard of it. Um, <laughs> it, it. Just to give you a production level quality, if you have ever watched like a failed show on UPN in the late nineties or the WB, like the one that runs for six episodes, like uh, where it's like a force of, of people go out into space. This has a lower production value than even that, uh, even that level is, is fucking bad. Um, it is just, but I will say Let's just go over a little bit of the cast here, okay? First, you get Starship Troopers' own royalty himself, Casper Van Dien, who's supposed to be anchoring this ship. Can I also really quickly point out 
I know Starship Troopers has like a, a cult quality to it that people love. But I think it is not a stretch to say that Casper Van Dien is like the king of really bad horror movies. I can't um, name a bunch of them. By the way, I just picked this up for because it was $9 on Amazon. That's the 4K copy of Starship Troopers. So I've come a long has, way. He has done another movie. And if someone knows if I'm wrong, please let us know later. But I'm fairly certain he also did like a movie... I think it was like based in Egypt or something called like the bone snatcher or something. And it is equally, if not the same level of dog shit. Um, so he just seems to have a knack for terrible. <laughs> Let me see. I'm looking back by the way, Casper Van Dien has, has stayed very busy over the years. His yes. top four movies on IMDb, of course, starship troopers. Number one. Uh, he was also played a muck in, uh, Alita battle angel. Uh, he's Brom Van Brunt in sleepy hollow, which is a pretty good movie. He I'd is. say he's in. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, his fourth best movie, uh, he was in, uh, he played Tarzan in Tarzan and the Lost City, 1998. That is on his Mount Rushmore of movies. Uh, let me see if I can find this Bone movie you're talking yeah, about. Double here. check for me. It would have been in the 90s around this time, I would say within a three-year span, if I'm not mistaken. Very late 90s, maybe, to, to early 2000s. Also, real quick, just jumping away while Eric looks for that from the cast. Jeremy pointed out something about this movie and about me that broke me and I had to have a good cry about my abilities as a podcaster. I believe it was yesterday. Jeremy just goes for it and says, Oh wow. I wonder how many salvage movies Ashley can pick. And I realized he is correct. I have picked so many movies about salvage crews picking up boats. Essentially this is just go ship in space. And I hate myself. I can't. Is it called The Collectors? I don't know. No, no, no. Like Bone bone Snatcher or like Bone Collector? I don't I see the word that. bone even pop up. I didn't up. know anything about the movie, but I saw a salvage ship and I was like, oh gosh, this isn't going to be another fucking boat in the sea movie. Please, God. And you're like, no, it's in space. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, thank, thank, thank goodness. Uh, it also uh, it also stars uh uh, Erica Alaniaka uh, or whatever her name. The she's from the Baywatch. Laniac, Laniac. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, she's uh, she's uh, something else in this movie. Um, they also speaking, speaking of other movies of aliens having sex, that would be the girl that kisses uh, what's his name in ET when the frogs get loose. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it also has Jeremy's fi- one of Jeremy's favorite actors, Udo Kier, uh, who plays the former captain of uh, of the spaceship that they are going into. Jeremy, if you had to say your favorite Udo Kier movie, what would it be? Uh, it would probably probably be uh, Frankenstein, Andy Warhol's Frankenstein in name only, since Andy Warhol pretty just just to put his name on that piece of crap. Um, I, I have to make a correction. There's two people in this movie I've actually met. Oh, okay. I'm going to guess that... Uh, let me get... Can I try to guess? Uh, me and Ashley are both going to try to guess. I believe mm-hmm. that, Jeremy, you have met Casper Van Dien, okay, number one. And my other guess is that you've met Tom Lister, a.k.a. Debo from the movie Friday, or as I like to remember him most, uh, No Holds Barred, the great movie with uh, the uh, Hulk Hogan. 
I've never seen a single uh, Friday film. Uh, I do remember him in the in the Sublime video. I think for Santeria. Um, <laughs> you know him for the Santeria. <laughs> yes, I have met I have met uh, Tom Lister Jr. And uh, I hate to say, uh, ten years ago he was charging way too much for autographs and pictures, so I didn't get my picture with him. Uh, he was a friendly gentleman, uh, and of course the other actor that I've met, of course, would be Udo Kier because I have uh. shared pictures. I haven't met. Uh, Ronnie Van Zant. Uh, although he probably came to a show and I just didn't care. Yeah, that might be it. Um, they also, I, and I have to say this: the other, the bit, I wouldn't, I never thought these words would be coming out of my mouth. Okay, <laughs> I never thought I'd say these words, but uh, show and steal and, and scene stealer throughout the movie. Any scene he's in, he is owning it. Uh, the great Coolio, who plays uh, a character named 187, which is, of course, the code for murder uh, If for the police is 187. You have a 187 as a murder. Uh, that's who Coolio is. And this is Coolio when he still actually had... This is probably the last time you saw him with enough dr- like hair to actually make real dreads still, because his hairline is still struggling in Dracula 3000, but it's there. Well, so here's the thing. Even though that may be true, Eric, because I didn't actually know that, he's actually called 187 because they claim in the movie that that's his IQ. (laughs) 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 But the other thing I love about Coolio, and I know I'm probably not the first person to say this, Coolio reminds me of that doll Cynthia from the Rugrats that the one kid was always carrying. I know exactly what you're talking about with the hair straight up like that. Oh, God damn it. Well, that's a memory I can't unhear now. Or I can't, un- I can't uncore. Turning lots of bugger. Soon I'll soon I raise another. Oh, did you know that, Ashley, Weird Al history fact, uh, the song Amish Paradise, uh, Weird Al tried to reach out to Coolio if he could do a parody of it and didn't hear back from him. Did it anyway. It ended up being Weird Al's biggest hit. And uh, yeah. hey, Coolio didn't like it. Coolio has actually yeah. actually had a yeah, beef, that's... a rap beef with the great Weird Al Yankovic. Yes, that's true because I'm a Weird Al fan and people always act like they don't know that about me. <laughs> I honestly, I Sarah, I've known you for two years. I have not known that you're a huge Weird Al fan. Because you don't ask. <laughs> I, I hate to think that if Weird Al Yankovic showed his Amish Paradise up on stage, that Coolia would just come up and slap the shit out of him. I was wrong to make fun of my hair like that. Keep Michelle well, Pfeiffer's name out your mouth. <laughs> Well, Jeremy, when you said you knew Tommy Lister from the um, Sublime video, my my internet cut out for like a hot second, and I didn't hear you say Santeria. I heard you say gonorrhea. I ain't got no gonorrhea. I ain't got no I got bumps all over my balls. Well, I had a million STDs, and I cured almost all. If I could take this cocktail with that Sancho that she found, well, I wouldn't give her HIV and slap her down. There you go. Uh, a, little, a little advice to the listeners out there. When it comes to gonorrhea, 
you get used to it after a couple of years after you <laughs> Yeah. Those... Yeah, it's not like it robs you of your fertility or anything. <laughs> yeah. I mean the burning it, it really hurts still, but it's it's okay. I got That's be how honest. you know it's working. I'd like to give that bit a round of applause. Nay, a clap. Uh <laughs> there you go. I caught it, I caught it from a toilet seat. <laughs> oh hey, I have a name. <laughs> If you started, if you legit, like, you know, I love those, like, uh, God bless our African-American brothers and sisters in comedy, but they have the most fun flyers because of just of the names alone. They have strong Photoshop game. It's always $30 with an included all-you-can-eat buffet, but there's always <laughs> there's always somebody like comedian the comedian or or, yes. or dude in the corner shout outs. Uh, but if you started going as... <laughs> As the toilet seat, actually, <laughs> like I, I would lose. Oh, that's that's toilet seat Pontius. Oh shit! I would. You know what? Let me get back to you. I'm gonna make a fake flyer, or it's it's Ashley, aka the toilet seat, with DJ Febreze spelled with like two Z's. <laughs> oh. Uh, obviously, we didn't address the uh, the biggest news story of the of the year with the uh, whatever this Golden Globes or whatever it was that nobody watches anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, I pretty much envisioned this week that Chris Rock was going to be a guest host. Instead, they got some guy named Gerard or something from I don't know Storage Wars or something, and uh, I, I pretty much imagined Chris Rock coming up to do the monologue in like a full like riot gear with like a face mask and everything. And he's just kind of like, he go, looks at the audience and the audience is literally full of guys with their wives and literally <laughs> their, their wives literally look like, like the women from the movie, the witches, like they're completely bald with like ginormous noses. And he's like, as he zooms in on their faces, he just wants to make a joke. He's like, I can't do it. I can't make fun of kids' wives anymore. I can't do it. Oh, good times, good times. So I just, I just want to say, I think Will Smith is married to a beautiful baby ostrich. That is. Hey, do you want to know? You want to know who never slapped anybody at an award ceremony, even though they stole his song? And uh, uh, that's Coolio, a real rapper. Okay, unlike that Will Smith, that gangster Will Smith, who's slapping Chris Rock, this sweet autistic man. Uh, I also like that. <laughs> And we live in this age, and I didn't want to get into the Chris Rock Will Smith slap, but I love that immediately it had to be known that like we, we we have to play we have to play the who's a bigger victim is it jada pinkett who has alopecia or is it because i didn't know chris rock had autism until this week and now he's the most autistic man we've ever seen he knows yes. well of course he slapped an autistic band but exactly I, I need a that's what the thing is that I just need to become a bigger victim than the person I'm victimizing. So I want to, I want to throw this out here. 
let's start making me more retarded, okay? Let's start the rumor. We need to get a baseline of my retardation, okay? Or something like that. Maybe I could, do you think I could get like some creams, maybe make my, my head look a little bit bigger? Maybe uh, maybe get, maybe get a, I think I could, just, not full down syndrome, but like touch downs. Do you think well, I could do Eric, that? I don't know how to tell you this, but like, I don't think you can get more special because <laughs> I've been I've been documentary doing a documentary of your life like Chris Chan style and I have so many videos on YouTube but just chronologically I'm just like hey today we're gonna go over Eric trying to spell the word tomorrow and it's like a whole a whole thing so I love you you special young man um I guess who that's doesn't true. have alopecia who's that so hairy <laughs> yeah you are you are i call i call you lady bear um this uh, is you know what finally made it for the spelling the word tomorrow What's there's that? no there's no silent p yeah there's no silent p in tomorrow i do do you think how what people could i make fun of of their physical traits based on just me being a a, a terrible reader which likely is dyslexia what does dyslexia get me um maybe some light racism by Ooh. misreading like a slur oh that comes so natural all right sweet as we move forward with the podcast and uh and it's friendly for everyone is instead of being monsters <laughs> <laughs> so this movie starts off with of course a salvage operation our crew uh comes to this desolate space station, which I love the interior shots of the space station, which are just, it's just a warehouse. That's all, it, they, it's literally, <laughs> they don't even like try to make it look like piped out. They were like, no, this is just an East Hollywood fucking derelict set that we, we yeah, we could put one fancy door. We're good. It looks like a Daryl Klein production. <laughs> <laughs> so uh shout outs local comedian uh daryl klein uh I, I don't know if I he's break, comedian can, promoter can there you go break break um did you guys see the video of the actual comedian on stage fighting somebody with literally mic stands and yeah and, yeah uh, it was like a years ago i remember that where he comes up and he literally like puts gets in full boxing stance as a guy throws a stool at him and then he's like what you trying to do what you trying to do who was that uh, that actually was uh, a, a Tony Rock, Chris's brother. Um, he, he's the fighter well, of the family. Well, you know, when I throw stool, people have to get an <laughs> hepatitis B shot. <laughs> Another favorite uh, uh, comedy show was Gigi Allen. So there we go. <laughs> Good bits. Uh, and I like as we get to meet like our cast members, but uh, the funniest person to meet is Coolio, where they show his his room, which uh, to make it look futuristic, his walls just literally have bubble wrap that have been stapled to the walls, <laughs> and he has a bong, and it it's just it the magicalness of watching what is like. In, in the early 2000s when I was like 18 years old, okay, because I graduated uh, high school in 2002, shout outs Oakland Mills High School, um, I like I would have looked at that, like where Coolio was, I was like, 
Future's pretty fucking tight. He's got a bong. He's got a bubble wrap on his walls. I kind of like what he's doing right here. I think I'd love to watch the show VIP with Pamela Anderson in that type of room and situation. <laughs> and that's that's what it feels like just when you meet Coolio, the futuristic stoner. Um, but I- well, oh, sorry. Do, do you mind if I talk a little bit about the cast as well? Like as we get to start meeting everybody. So I love Hummer which I believe is Tommy Lister's character. Yes, yes. Uh, Debo, I assume if you his will. name is Hummer because of all the dick he sucks in space <laughs> because he <laughs> is the fucking worst. Uh, I love uh, that he's, he's hum- come to find he's like a sexual predator. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's He does do that. He does do a fake I'm dying real quick. Better give me CPR and then makes out with uh, Alexandra Camp who play, uh, plays Mina Murray uh, in which is... Yeah, Listen, after where I feel like we would have progressed as a society further than uh, basically uh, the old. Listen, it's cute when it happens in the Sandlot gang. It's not when you're Debo. It's just (laughs) it's a bit much. Also, I might be jumping ahead just a teeny bit, but like, I know you boys are going to back me up on this. Why the fuck do we have a cripple in space? Yeah, and why doesn't he have a hover round at very at the very least? He has a standard wheelchair in a thousand years in the future. Yes, it's giving Pinky vibes from Doom. Ugh, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't like it. I don't nope. like it at all. Uh, I also, I do like that uh, uh, when they the I love the plot twist of how they find and unlock Dracula. I think that's my favorite thing <laughs> because. If you had given if you had given me a quiz of like how do they unlock Dracula? What is the plot tool that they use? It I would never have guessed this. You could have given me all day. I could have written day and night and I would not have thought of this. He is walking down a hallway with Humvee who is uh played by Tom Lister, okay? Humvee mm-hmm. is walking down there with Coolio 187 and Coolio is saying, I smoke so much weed. He's like, you know, vessels like, yes, they used to smuggle weed before it got legalized 50 years ago, which also says that in the future, in the future, in this reality, weed got legalized in the year. Uh, what is it? 2950 is when it got <laughs> is when it got legalized. OK, so a lot of things not as a progressive future as we would have uh, thought here today in 2020 but they uh they go through and uh he says they used to smuggle weed here they find a room filled with coffins filled to the brim with coffins and they're like you know what's probably in there dead bodies (laughs) nah it's probably weed (laughs) but but what it turns out to be is fucking kitty litter aka sand yeah (laughs) I've never in the Dracula tales ever heard of them being like born out of sand. But also we start to get videos from like this past ship, which was captained by Udo Kier's character. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, Jeremy, tell me if you agree with me or not. Every time I see him act, particularly in this role, it's like Liberace meets Hitler. <laughs> Liber Hitler. <laughs> What, look, am I wrong? Do you not get the, these confusing vibes? I, I'm definitely the top five gay, gayest German ever. 
Although you know what really makes a good a good Nazi in any film is how smarmy the Nazi can be, which is pretty much almost gay. Like, mm, this Holocaust is going very nicely. <laughs> <laughs> he's right. It is. He's a hundred percent right. It is confusing between are you being a bitch or are you just German? <laughs> you know what could make this death camp even better? Bright colors of pink. <laughs> <laughs> oh, today on Are You a Bitch or Just German? Da, 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 da. <laughs> so, uh, they take off their uniforms and all of a sudden they're wearing pink tutus underneath. So, you know, it's springtime for Hitler. <laughs> So uh, Coolio, of course, uh, cuts his hand in the process and then uh, spills some blood into one of these uh, giant cat boxes that they've opened up. And, uh, of course, this reanimates uh, Dracula himself. And then Dracula bites sweet Coolio. And then Coolio becomes a vampire. And I, the only audio clip I, I, I pulled here. And by the way, this movie, it's under 90 minutes long. It's worth a watch to see how fucking terrible it is. But here, here's why I say Coolio is a scene stealer. And uh, give a little listen to this. I said don't move. Aurora, baby. It's so nice to see you. Did I ever tell you how many times I see you and want to ejaculate all over your bazonkas? <laughs> Those are times I stayed up late, high as a kite, in a non-gravitational atmosphere, while I stroked my anaconda and dreamed about your snow white ass. So, hold on. I have more of this clip, but... So, like, you know how, like, some some directors, okay? Let's go take it back to the great John Carpenter, a, a man who's been covered at length in the Quality Time podcast. Mm-hmm. So, he made this little movie, one of my favorites, They Live, where he, he hired the great Rowdy Roddy Piper, and he said, you know what? I just want you to, I'm going to let you freeform this one. And you got great lines, like, I've come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass, and you you look good. This one, real fucked up. Really great stuff by a professional wrestler. I feel like our director here, he's like, Coolio, I've seen the things you've done. We know you're a natural ad-libber. I, I didn't write anything for this scene. What would your character do? And here's exactly what Coolio did. Take one more step and I'll blow your anaconda all over the ceiling. One, but you got pussy sweet in the honey bun. <laughs> Two, when I'm through, I'm a pass it to the crew. <sighs> so he's determined that he is a bad guy because he's not just saying that he's said, hey, you got a nice ass pussy. But not only am I going to fuck you, I'm also going to pass you to the rest of the crew who aren't even vampires. He's like, I'm going to have vampire sex with you real quick. And then I'm going to let the wheelchair guy have a, have a shot at you. And if Debo wants some, we'll go there. So he's established himself as a bad dude. Well, real quick. So as bad as that all is, it's absolute dog shit. Um, I do think he actually means by crew 
like not the crew, but his crew, which would be the other dead vampires uh, once they're woken up. Okay, so um, they're gonna wake but- him up for a game. Man- by the way, I listen. I, I he's a bad guy, and I get this. Sexual assault, horrible. But what a nice way if you are an evil vampire to say, "Hey guys, I woke you up. Also, look what I got." <laughs> Right, like that's that's a good first day as a v- evil vampire. No, you know, I just like to think in fifty years from now, this monologue by Coolio will be in some actor's book to choose from. <laughs> up in front of a class. Did you know how many times I think about coming on your gazangas? <laughs> Hearing the ball in. Wait the space, stroking my anaconda. I would love to hear Sir uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins just perform this one time, just just from word for word what Coolio says. No, well, Jeremy has woken up my desire to see Coolio on inside the actor studio with Mr. Lipton and be like, tell me, how did you come up with this terrific line about your what is it, anaconda? <laughs> Well, sorry, so real quick, though, not about Coolio, because, again, absolute dog shit. I believe this is around the same time, but this line I'm about to share with you, I believe is spoken by Casper Van Dien to Humvee. And I quote, I put up with your shit because you're big, black and ugly, which is a phrase no Woodworth can ever use. <laughs> All right, let's get a little bit more. I got another 46 seconds of, of Coolio's monologue here. So here we go. Here's some more Coolio. Three. You might as well get down on your knees. Four. You're going to end up dead on the floor. Shoot him, Roy. Five. Ain't none of y'all bitches getting out of here alive. <laughs> For God's sake, Aurora, shoot him. So uh, obviously it becomes ineffective when they shoot him. It's also worth mentioning, but before this, uh, Coolio's first act of violence is he just decides to take out the wheelchair guy and he throws him into the lockers and then starts stomping his legs. I was like, we already know those don't, are you going to stomp them back to working? I mean, that guy, he shouldn't feel anything from the waist down and Coolio is just fucking giving him the, stomping a mud hole in him like he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. (laughs) <laughs> well, about the, the wheelchair guy, did you both pick up on the fact that the other woman on the ship is his sister, but their accents don't match? Not at all. <laughs> I, gr- I actually decided uh, I identified as British and I grew up that way. <laughs> <laughs> No, so uh, shout outs to Coolio. I also, another thing for Coolio, I like that they kept all the audio of him going lisping through his teeth the entire time because I do love that they were like, nah, this is actually fucking perfect. We like we like how this sounds right here. <laughs> I used to think that somewhere in the back, back um, of the movie that the director got with Coolio, like, can we please do like a... You're quiet. Can we do a version of, um, say, um, 
Been spending most our lives living in a vampire's paradise. <laughs> no, I won't do that. It's the same fat guy who sings that part, but he's he's in white face and it's like melting off of him with all the sweat. He just looks like he looks like a, a, a vanilla Sunday cone on a fucking 99 degree day. <laughs> you know, a new version of Gangster's Paradise. No, I'm in. I, I'm here for it, and I love it, Jeremy. Uh, now, uh, Coolio goes and uh, chases after what's her uh, after uh, Aurora, who uh, we'll later find out is actually an android, uh, and, and and not just a regular android uh, that's spying on them, but also a pleasure bot, which is a nice fun twist. Um, the <laughs> But but when she this is supposed to be a machine that can run and it the way she runs away is the most unathletic waste of motion I've ever seen somebody move in. She's like, oh, crap. Yeah. Zoinks. And she literally like does the like run back like with her back like this. Oh, God. It's so fucking hilarious. Well, okay. she's wearing. Sorry, she was just wearing really clunky stuff. She was just wearing really clunky costume, like the boots and everything, so it makes no sense for agility. Go ahead, Jeremy. Sorry. Okay, so we have the movie Alien, where, of course, we find out that the guy is actually a robot, and then he attacks somebody. What if instead we find out there's a vampire and chases after the robot. Wouldn't that be crazy? <laughs> yeah, like the vampire has no instinct to understand that this is a robot. And like, there is a plot point where it chases after her and they're like, why is she so fine after biting her? And I was like, uh, n- no reason. Like she's trying to, hi- why are you hiding that you're an android at this point? Why did the thing that, that can smell blood decide, oh, gotta eat this one. It's just a ridiculous plot point. It's, I'm it's also- a- glad that this movie is nothing like alien and and like um being in a salvage ship or um, uh, something named mother so yeah it is called the mother three it is called the mother three i can't i can't help that i have bad taste um but i well i will say so i guess the one reason even though again you're 100 right about plot points but i'll get to, well i'll get to in a second but I think the reason we kind of learned later partly about why she never told them or wasn't coming out with it is because technically she's actually a narc working for the government. because She was going to, I think, kind of get them in trouble was her whole like basis for being there. Um, but plot holes, boys, I'm going to take a second. So the paralyzed dude's sister, who I can't remember her name because she's such a useless character. Mm-hmm. Uh, she talks about how this is her summer job. Summer job, bitch. You are like forty. You are not in college. That that made no sense to me. Um, I also love that Casper Van Dien says that there there's no one that believes in God anymore. And then ten seconds later, he goes, "Sweet Jesus." <laughs> oh man! Uh, another thing, another plot point is that um, you know when you when you you get eat toxic waste that you can beat any spelling bee and you start um having milky sweat that is true that is true (laughs) shout outs get a life um actually eric sorry one more thing that i need to point out because we just have to say it if nobody's gonna say it oh (laughs) 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 (laughs)
city, not a town, not a country. The planet is called Transylvania. Yeah, I do like that. Well, it it is funny if you actually think about the uh they try to have some relevance of it because the original dracula story the novelization is about a guy who goes on a ship and then goes to transylvania and then comes back and he thinks the crew members are getting sick but actually they're getting fed on by vampire uh, by a vampire this tries to recreate that so much so that even every character in the movie is based off of that right down to uh to captain uh captain abram van helsing who's played by casper van deep who they they go on the computer like "Hmm, looks like you're a direct descendant of van helsing wow did the name give it away was that the thing was that the thing are you sure about that are you sure about that's the reason you're a van helsing because your last name is van helsing are you sure about that are you do we need to check the space internet one more time just to be sure the encyclopedia britannica rom that you had to throw in in the year 3000 because we're still working off 1990s technology are you sure that's the reason why um you talk another thing about the aliens from uh planet um transylvania yes that he's also a sweet transvestite yeah (laughs) from transsexual transylvania Pennsylvania. Yeah. I do agree with that. Listen, Transylvania, if we know nothing else, it is trans. And that is the future. Um, <laughs> it's from the Carpathian system. They have the, they, they have the best female athletes in Transylvania. By the way, what was that? It was, like, it was one of your earlier jokes. When was the last time you said that you didn't even know that Transylvania was a real country? You thought it was just I didn't. I 100% I thought it was a fake place. I thought it was just something... I thought I didn't know Transylvania was a real place. I thought it's like, oh, so is Narnia. I get it. Now Eric knows Transylvania is a planet. <laughs> what do you think? What do you think that Vla- Vlad the Impaler just lived in Ukraine or something? <laughs> yes. <laughs> So uh, we have Casper Van Diem, who is... Did you know who who Vlad the Impaler actually was? Yes, Vlad the Impaler was the original person and the inspiration for Dracula and uh, uh, would often uh, mount his towards his castle, would impale people along the way, so you, uh, Um, as a deterrent. That's wrong. He turned out to be Norman Mailer. He turned... Yes, (laughs) shout out Squar. Yeah. so uh, we've established now, I, I'm just going to go skip along here because we're getting to about the hour mark and uh, we don't need to go too much into the plot points I of this Two movie. more hours no, just no, talking no, no, no. about this I, shitty movie. I won't, I won't go further than this because I love how abruptly it ends. Um, so uh, Wheelchair Broad gets t- changed into a vampire. Uh, they have to like stab her. By the way, also Dracula just looks like this is supposed to be planet Transylvania, but he looks still like 19 uh, uh 1800s dracula which is very very funny to me i i made a note that says he's the steven seagal of vampires <laughs> <laughs> and uh the movie does take a bad turn as soon as coolio is off screen because they eventually stab him with a pool cue uh and bring him to an untimely demise which is sad i am i'm sad when coolio is no longer there and the only bad guy we're left with is actual dracula which last thing I'm going to say about Coolio really 
Uh, he kind of reminds me of like a poor man's blade. He was like a sling blade. <laughs> mm, I was about some of that blood there. <laughs> some people call it fangs. I call it a casual blade. Um, <laughs> so uh, they then go on from there. If I'm recalling this correctly, they they kill Coolio. The the one broad who got sexually assaulted in the very beginning of the movie by uh by Debo. They end up killing her, but I love that they they know that they can stab her through the heart, but they keep not being able to kill her. And the thing, the kill one actually goes like right in the middle of her belly. And that is yeah. I was like, that is not I mean, we all know a way to a man's heart is through the stomach, but not a woman. Okay. And that is just I can't believe that at all. Found that to be the biggest stretch. Okay, so then we go on from there. Uh, Casper Van Diem, uh, I think, ends up killing Sweet Dracula, right? But he also gets turned in the process of that. So they have to come, and the last final two people are Tom Lister, uh, a.k.a. Humvee, a.k.a. Debo, and uh, Aurora, the uh, the the soon-to-be-found-out pleasure bot. They end up just going and killing the rest of the cast. Uh, they kill Casper Van Deem. They then go and kill um, the wheelchair guy, and they're not even really sure if he is or not. She just starts stabbing him with a cross in his back. Also, not a heart shot, just stabs him with a cross enough times in his neck piece while he's sitting in a wheelchair which he should just be able to get up and walk around that i don't ever remember that even happening but uh ashley yes which can we point out that she's stabbing him in a place that would sever his spinal column but he's already paralyzed I've I've watched a lot of episodes of Bible Man, and I'm sure that stabbing someone in the neck pretty much kills them. So that is true. That is true. And then, I will stab him in the neck with the cross. I'm Bible Man. So they end up killing everyone, but then they can't stop the space station from flying into a sun. Because Udo Kier is like, oh, I've, uh, I've, 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 I've set it into a, a, an annihilation mode. Uh, and he was just like, well, I guess that's it. And he was like, you know, I, I used to be a pleasure bot before this. So basically she says, oh, you could, you could fuck my pleasure holes before we die. And, and then just abruptly out of nowhere, the ship just fucking explodes. <laughs> that is the reason I picked this movie. For the ending alone, it is the worst ending I've ever experienced in a movie ever. I, I remember watching it and feeling like I wasn't paying attention near the end there. I was like, oh, that's funny. Uh, Debo's going to fuck that chick from uh, uh, Baywatch. And then the ship just explodes out of nowhere. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> uh, I, I compare this uh, ending where he puts her over her shoulder. He puts her over his shoulder and carries away, kind of like to the ending of uh, Forrest Gump, where he's talking at the gravesite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when my fuckbot got HPV. <laughs> when, he, when he has to say, I couldn't afford that good fuckbot. I remember when my son 
little forest looked like a cute little boy that would see ghosts and then grew up into a round face bearded monster in his late 30s <laughs> i i do miss the deleted scene when casper van dien's like is is he a vampire like me <laughs> Okay, guys, I know you didn't do this, but I did it just to make sure. Did you see the bookend at the end of the movie after the credits? Oh, yes. no. What was the, I didn't even know there was a bookend. I, I thought I'd seen everything. What is the bookend to this film? Uh, the bookend is the end of the credits. <laughs> Devo still has her over his shoulder, smacks her ass and says, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> maybe extra content because we need to wrap this up i found reviews people left of this movie and it it sent me <laughs> oh god so check out the reviews uh and that brings us to an end of dracula 3000 uh a movie that listen i can't wait till 4000 comes out because there has to be a sequel to this dog shit hopefully coolio's in it again uh ashley where can people find you at uh, you can always find me online at Ashley Pontius Laughs. Uh, I'm always a little bit weird on our dates, but I know for sure that April 29th and 30th, I will be at the DC Comedy Loft. Fuck yeah. So check out Ashley there. Uh, all things Eric Comedy at ericcomedy.com. Show dates and bullshit up there. Uh, there'll be murder mysteries. Big one coming up uh, in Ocean City with the Ravens and stuff. I'm excited for that. Um, but check out our merch store. Check out Ashley's merch store. Buy some shit. Support the things that you like to hear. And tell a friend about quality time. Jeremy, take us out of here. Can you pause it? Can you pause it? Eric, pause it, please. I paused it now, but that—that's the end of the show. Give us our last, our last, uh, our last um, on the movie. Well, what's what's your last thought on the movie, Jeremy? Look, dude, I just wanted to have a new TV show called uh, "Can You Direct a Better Movie Than Daryl Root, Who Directed This Movie?" Uh huh. (laughs) And the other thing. Okay, that was the one joke that I just had to get out. Okay. You, you run the last 10 seconds. Okay. So check all that shit out again. Jeremy, take us out of here. We've been spending most of our lives in a vampire's paradise. <laughs> I'm Coolio. Jeremy. Jeremy, if vampires you think. Vampires in paradise. <laughs> <laughs>